Hello, hello. Okay, Jessa, come on up. Jessa George is going to share the message today. Um, so we asked the youth uh, probably three, four months ago to actually be thinking about this time, what part of the service you want to have with this, right? And so Janessa actually said, I want to preach. So I was like, wow, that's different. Usually we have to kind of drag that stuff out of them. Um, so she's been thinking about this for three or four months-ish. And uh, it's ironic what we're talking about most recently in church from the pulpit is the very same thing she kind of is also going to touch on. So it's amazing how God works. Even three or four months ago when she volunteered, God was talking to her then about things going on now. So um, I, please stretch your hands forward. We'll bless her. Lord, I thank you for Janessa. Lord, I thank you that you speak to all of us, regardless of our age, and that we hear your word and that she hears your word and your voice. I just pray that you would bless her, take away any fears, any anxieties, Lord, that she can rest in knowing that she hears you and it's your presence. Bless Janessa. Thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is different hearing my voice and standing up here. I usually don't come up here. Um, well, I just wanted to start saying, you know that one of the biggest fears is public speaking and next is death. <laughs> um, so, you know, you know, it's up there. It definitely is up there. But as being Christians, we don't have to fear that. So, so it's off my list, but I still have public speaking up there. So, uh, well, it's a great way to open up my, what I'm going to be talking about. Because as she was ta talking about the ringing the bells and being selfless, it's really hard to be selfless around this season because, you know, you say you want to give and it's really hard sometimes because sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, look at those new shoes. Those are on sale, Black Friday. Let me go, let's go and get them. But sometimes it's a little bit different than that. The definition of selfless is being concerned more with the needs and wishes of others than with one's own. And um, I, I always look at myself and sometimes I have to question myself, am I being selfless or am I being selfish? And especially with Mike and his message, it really put me in my place. So it definitely made me open my eyes around this season. Uh, I, I saw this quote online, and it says, The person who is selfish fears to give some of his time, money, or effort to others because he is afraid of his circumstances that might happen on making such a sacrifice. And it's crazy to think that someone is selfish as fears something because usually they seem like they have it all together and they just, but inside they're just so afraid to see what if I actually do and step out and give this person my time, will they take advantage of that? Um, and that was what I struggled with. My selfishness turned into control and I wanted to control my faith. I wanted to control my life and I wanted to just keep a hold of it and I did not want to give it to God. Um, when I was going through a rough time, uh, my parents divorced, and it was very hard on me because my family was everything to me. And I was very young. I was about fifth grade when I found out, and it definitely hurt me so, 
so much. And it was just around that time I was being bullied and I was, I felt left out and it was just kind of like, wow, this all just happens at once. Like really could it have not been like a month later instead of now? And, um, I just had this feeling of the orphan spirit over me. Like I, no one wanted me, not even my parents. I blame God for making people hate me. I blamed him for my parents' divorce and it just really, it really tore me up. Um, and I think whenever I began to believe those lies, that was when I just opened all the doors to the enemy. And it opened my heart. And I was just hearing the voices of the, the world saying, he's not going to do anything for you. He's, he's not going to be there. You need to take control of your life. And you need to be selfish with it and say, no, God, this is my life. You already ruined it. Why do I need to follow you? And I, I kept listening to that and believing it and believing it. And I just was blinded by what the earth, the earthly standards told me. And I just, it was to a point where I couldn't hear him calling for me and saying, come home, come home. Um, eventually, fast forward a couple years, um, my grandma, who I'm very, very close with, invites me to church and I start going. And church camp is coming up. And it was ironic because the Sunday before the day they were gonna leave that Monday morning, um, Natalie Greer, I don't know if you guys know her, she's the youth group leader at Foursquare. She was like, hey, everyone, we've got some open spaces for camp. And I was wondering if you guys would like to go. And I tapped my mom's shoulder and was like, I need to go. It's less than 24 hours before we leave. My mom's like, oh, my gosh, you haven't even packed. You have work. You've been working all summer. And I was working that whole week. I had to find a sub for five days watching little kids at the YMCA. And who wants a sub for that? And so... <laughs> so I had to give up my time and I actually had a concert planned out and if you guys know me I love music music is amazing it's a great way to express yourself and it was one of my favorite bands that was coming up and they're coming and I was just like wow this is a great experience but there was just like this little pain in my heart that was like you need to go to camp and it was just like all things aside I didn't even worry about like everything else I just told my mom I'm going so I ended up going, and I actually went there five years before, and um, I was, went up to get baptized in the, by the Holy Spirit and get the, receive the gift of tongues, and I didn't at the time. But fast forward, when I was in ninth grade and I went, I um, went up and was prayed, I wasn't prayed for, we were doing worship, and this was before everything, on that night. And he said, the worship leader was like, open, lift your hands up, and say, God, I am ready to receive what you have for me, your love and your gifts that you want for me to have. And that, that, was, my, that was my defining moment. Um, if you could open your Bibles to Romans 10, 9. Um, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And my issue was I declared with my mouth. I was baptized when I was eight. I had everything. But that moment, I declared it with my heart. And that was different. It was so different because not only was I in that, that state where I believed that there was a God, I believed that Jesus was there, but I knew it with my heart. And I could walk that out because I couldn't walk it out in my life because my heart was believing God was the reason why my parents divorced. But that completely changed whenever I opened my heart and I opened myself and I was just like, 
I'm tired of being controlling and selfish. I'm tired of holding that grudge against you, and I want to let it go because every time I'm keeping holding back from you, it's hurting me more. And nothing is happening. Nothing, no results. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. Okay, um, Psalms 73 23 through 26. It's a little long one. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't really think that, like, for God to be with me because I thought my circumstances were not as great as those around me. And I remember one of my friends, whenever I was telling her about the story later that night about what happened, she said, you know, God was, God was always there. He never left you. You just didn't want to believe it. So you just kind of shut him out. You closed the wrong door. And this says, yet I'm always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And when it says my flesh and my heart may fail, I failed God so many times and he still welcomed me back. And you know, it's very, it's just very hard to see whenever you're such an earthly person and you go back to God and you're on your knees crying out and he's like, come home. And he just sees, he just sees you. Like they're, they're saying ahead, he doesn't hold you against your circumstances. So a great example of being selfless is Jesus himself. I mean, easy, hands down. <laughs> he, he could have had a life in heaven. I mean, that's how I see it. He was like with the angels. I mean, how awesome is that? But he decided to walk on the earth where there's war and phantom and death and wanted to save us and keep us from death. Okay, Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Uh, it's a... It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, and even death on a cross. So he brought himself down to the the moral stand, like being put on the cross as in the moral standards of those of the thief and the, the murderer. And that's where he was crucified. That's how he died. You'd think a king would have, like Egyptians, a gold throne and put in a pyramid. But he put himself on earth so that we could receive that love and we could receive the love of God and so that he does not see our sin, but he sees Christ in us. So when you accept Jesus in your heart, I always say this, he's never going to leave you. Even if you go all the way on the other side of the road, he's still going to be there. He's going to be walking right with you. And when you come home, it's just like heaven is rejoicing. They're just like, yes, finally, we were waiting for this moment. You imagine how long we've been waiting? It's like waiting for Christmas and opening those presents. That's how I am, but... <laughs> it's just the anticipation. Um, John 4.14. 4, 
But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up into eternal life. And I was telling Sarah, I saw this as like, just like a flow of water and it's like connecting us from heaven onto earth. And that's how Jesus is, is he is our eternal, he's our eternal water, our flow of living life. And since he died on the, died on the cross, his blood was shed. That doesn't mean that we have to sacrifice, we don't have to sacrifice a lamb or we don't have to sacrifice ourselves because God sent his only son and he loved us so much. And so, you know, that verse, I mean, if you've gone to church, you should know this verse, John three sixteen. Okay, um, you can read it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's, that's a verse that's like, boom, death, you're gone. Like, eternal life, like, forget death. In that moment, when I opened my heart up and I said, gone with the control, gone with the selfishness, I receive my eternal life. Because my heart said, Jesus, you are mine and I will be yours. And when you, are accept, when you accept Jesus, you become a new creation. It does not matter. It does not matter what you've done. He already knows it. I mean... You can't hide it. It's not like you're bottling it up. And there's a reason why he knows it. Because he wants you to come back home and says, I already know you did that. So why are you hiding it? Why are you keeping it from me? I'm the one that's going to heal it. Not, not your makeup, not your boyfriend, not your husband, not your children. I am. You need to lay your things on the cross because that is what is everlasting, not changing, and is perfect. Amen. Okay, I'm going to close this one with Romans 8, 35, 39, through 39. Bear with me, this is really, really long. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. So all you are being persecuted because of your faith. But because of our faith, we don't have to worry about that because we're strong. It's the joy of the Lord is our strength. And because he has joy in us, we are saved through grace. Uh, um, 37. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither the height nor the depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. And I just want to say this, if you are having a time where you are struggling and you have no idea where to turn, it's the answer is right here, the cross, that, that's all you have to lay it down at. And I just want to say, if you are willing to accept Jesus in your heart today, 
or you are willing to re-accept Christ in your heart. Um, will you guys pray with me? I'm going to just repeat after me. Lord, thank you for all that you've done for me, that you send, my, you send your son to clean my sin. You see me as your son who lives in me, and I accept your love, and I believe that your son died on the cross for me, and that my, my circumstances will not be any worse or any better compared to my neighbor because you love me. Amen. So I want, I want you guys to see this as, as I'm going through this, through the day-by-day day kind of walk, I still struggle with being selfish and having control over, over my faith and over my life. But Christmas is the daily, there's just a reminder that the birth of Jesus was later just a big advantage for our, our faith. And I, it's just unbelieving how the death of Jesus made us right with God. Thank you. Amen. That was pretty good. Finally, someone to take my position. I can go work at McDonald's. My dream to be a manager at McDonald's. Wow, what a great day. Amen. Isn't it awesome to see what our young people are able to do? I mean, we talk about there's no junior Holy Spirit, but today we actually got to see that really happen. There is no junior nothing. Just young men and women who are uh, revivalists in training. Amen? And uh, that's what we are raising up right here in this house, is young revivalists who will go into culture and be light and love. Amen? Well, we're going to pray, and you get to get out early today. Merry Christmas. Our gift to you, 10 minutes. <laughs> or if Mike was speaking, 40 minutes. <laughs> or Len. And just in case you're wondering, uh, I'll be available after service to take pictures with, in case you want to put it on your Facebook page, whatever. This is the one time of year I'll, I'll be super people happy. You'll feel the love. I'll hug you and everything. Woo! Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> hey, don't forget we got the baptism at the end of uh, at uh, YMCA at 4 o'clock. And then tomorrow, youth, you're going to ring the bell at Rural King. What time? 12 to 3. 12 to 3 at the, y, or at the Rural King. Rural King. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. 
God, we thank you for the, for the coming of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. We so thank you, God, that this season is not about gifts. It's not about just getting and giving uh, gifts, Lord. It's not about trees. It's not about anything. It's really about Jesus, that we celebrate that he came to the earth, Lord. And so, Father, this week we say thank you, God for sending Jesus. We thank you, God, for all of the blessings of this year that you've poured out onto us, God. And Father, we just ask you, Lord, that you would go with us today. Lord, we bless the baptism at four. God, we, re- we bless the ringing of the bell at noon tomorrow, Father. Let the light of the church shine bright, Lord, in this world of darkness. We thank you, God, for all you've done today, and we bless you, and everybody says... Amen. Go and be merry.